What's up, friends? Welcome to this episode of Beyond the Cover Podcast with me, your host, Becky Kahn. Super, super duper thrilled today because I have a new friend in the house or the new recording studio, it seems, because the last few podcasts I've recorded in my car. Um, so today, you guys, we're going to jump right in because we have so much to share. I have my very new friend, uh, Natasha Miller, here with me. So the crowd goes wild. I have my button back. I'm so excited. Natasha, I mean, how great is the Lord? Like, for real, for real. That we even are connected. It's miraculous. He has done it. And uh, And we are, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I'm honored to be here. And um, I guess we can, we've decided we're going to thank Mike Rosas for this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Mike, if you're listening, thank you. We actually, so you messaged me through Facebook Messenger, I think, right? Or somehow you contacted me and you're like, hey, I listened to your podcast. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know this lady. And I had taken kind of a little bit of a break from social media. So I was like, okay, I don't want to get on and figure out who she knows. Like, I'm just going to let it play out. And so I had messaged you back. And I think in our conversation, it was like microsis was that the mutual common denominator. Common denominator. <laughs> so we just decided, you know what, we both know Mike yeah, and we're going to thank Mike. That's right. We love Mike <laughs> and we're going to thank Mike. So yeah. And you know, I truly from the first, um, and I shared this with you, but I want to share it with the listeners. I think from the first conversation that I had with you, I knew like, okay, this is an ordained appointment. Like there's something that the Lord is, um, doing or going to do, uh, with us collectively. Um, some, something is stirring. And so I'm, I'm super excited about that. You know, (laughs) I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm thrilled. You know, the Lord, he has a way of just bringing these beautiful presents, Mm, you know, in, in his children's lives. And I really believe you're a present. So, Oh golly. I don't even have a bow or anything. (laughs) (laughs) You know, some presents don't need a bow, you know, you're the perfect package. So, you you know, (laughs) no, so it's, yeah. So I, no, I really believe, I, I feel like, um, the Lord just has a way of saying, you know, coming, coming into our lives and breaking forth and saying, no, I want to connect you and this person. And I believe that was a really divine connection. And yeah. so yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord's going to do. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I appreciate on. you being obedient to just even reach out because I mean, that's, a, that's kind of weird, right? When you reach out to somebody that you don't know at all and like, Hey, listen to your podcast or saw something with you or whatever it is, you know, for whoever's listening and be like, I just kind of think we should connect and I want to know you. So here it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate your obedience, right? Because yeah. it w- without that obedience, I mean, this wouldn't be happening. Yeah. So um, that's incredible. So our listeners, um, some of them may know you, a lot of them may not. So share a little bit about you and who you are, where you come from, just kind of um, Cliff Notes version. And then we're going to we're gonna dive into the Haggai Project, project which I'm super excited about. <laughs> well, that's a huge question. But um, <laughs> yeah, I would say wife, mother, I am mm-hmm. just absolutely um, thrilled that the Lord allowed me to be married, yeah. you know, and to have children because... In the story that he wrote with my life, I was single for 35 years. Yeah, yeah. And he um, so ordained that 
after a, a period of seven years that I had basically dedicated to him yeah. that he allowed me to meet my husband and marry him. And we, we knew of each other, but like he never came to the things that I did, you know, right, he never supported right. me in any way. Okay. So this was, <laughs> he not does like, now, he does now, but you know, when we knew of each other, it was like, like, you, you know, just by name yeah. or by face, sure, you know, sure. but basically our first official date, which I consider our official date. Cause then I knew it was a date. Um, we were married 11 weeks later. Shut up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not mad about it. I have to tell you, though. <laughs> I mean, we were much older. You know, this is not something sure. that we would suggest for others, but we just, I think when you know, you know. Yeah. You know, and so, um, and even though in marriage, you know, there's things to work through and, mm -hmm. you know, contend for and prayer and, you know, just there's, there's different things. But the beauty of it is, you know, I really feel like the Lord called us you know, to be together, we knew. And, um, you know, there, we did think of having like a seven month engagement. Uh -huh. And then I was like, no, because <laughs> I, I just, you know, with my personality, I was like, look, I'm I know, I know. This. Yeah. And you know, and I knew there was going to be a steep learning curve regardless. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, my thinking was let's just get over that steep learning curve hump so we can get into what we're called to do as a couple. Wow. Cause I was like, I don't want to put a seven month delay on this thing sure. when we know. Just because it's like what we're supposed to do. Yeah. 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 Right. So I was like, no, we're, and the Lord just, you know, beautifully put it together. Thanks God so, for that. So yeah. So I know a lot of people out there, you know, they may be single. They may think, Oh, we're too old, you know, to get married. Where is that person? Or then too old to have children, yeah. you know, and no, yeah. No, I'm popping out my babies past, past term guys, past term. <laughs> so, you know, it, you know, God, God, God is a, um, he's a, he's a God that is, is very tender and, um, he has a plan and sometimes yes. it doesn't align with our plans because many times I would talk to him about, you know, Lord, if I was writing the story. I wouldn't write it this way. I just want to let you know. <laughs> in case you didn't know. In case you didn't know. You know, I'm just saying. But, you know, along that process, I really feel I need to share this, that um, after I met my husband and after I knew, oh, yeah, we were getting married. And, you know, and I knew that actually the first date, although it's funny. I can talk about it another time. <laughs> we got some funny stuff that happens. But, um what what's so beautiful with the Lord is that he showed me all those times that I would cry myself to sleep mm -hmm. or that I was fretting, you know, or, or whatever, 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 uh, single people do. I was like, man, that was a waste of time. If I had known yeah. them, you know, like if I had really, and the majority of the time I stood, mm -hmm. but you know, those times of weakness do come and, um, and really, as single people, if you know the goodness of God and you know who he has, there will be absolutely no fret, no anxiety about it. You just go about your calling. Yeah. And then at the appointed time, you'll meet. But isn't that relevant for like every area of our life? Single, not single, where, where wherever you are, you're in a job that you can't stand or, you know, like there's just so many different things that we can connect that to. But absolutely. Ultimately, we know he has the plan. Yeah. And if we are living out our calling, like... I recorded a podcast recently talking about living in the yes. 
you know? Mm -hmm. And so, like, if we are living in our yes, like, we know he's got a plan. We know that there's purpose in it. And tag it into the Haggai Project. Um, that yeah. would be, you know, it's. Uh, I feel it's a lot about alignment. Come on. If we, as God's children, you know, are in alignment with him, mm -hmm. there's nothing that will be withheld. Yeah. You know, the, what happens is when we get out of alignment with him, this perfect father that we have who wants to bless us, not give us stones, not give us snakes, yes. but give us the blessings of the things that we are asking for. But if we're out of alignment, he can't do that. And then yeah. also we give legal right for the enemy to come in and make havoc. Yeah. So that's where mm -hmm. alignment is so important mm -hmm. with the Lord. And, um, you know, the big thrust of the Haggai project is praying the word. Yeah. And that's where alignment happens. That's where correction can come in where you're like, yes. Oh Lord, I didn't realize this, you know, and repent yes. or, you know, in, in other scenarios, it's, Oh Lord, thank you. I, I just, I, I believe this lie and this yeah. is the truth. Yeah. This is where I'm going to stand. Yeah. You know, Oh, this is what the world tells me, but this is what you say. But it's going, yeah. you know, like you said, and we are going to revisit the Haggai Project and kind of do the introduction there. But, yeah. but like exactly that, you know, praying the word, um, the living, breathing word of God, you know, he is speaking to us through his word constantly. Right. Yes. And so that scripture, and I know this is kind of just back to the basics, right? But that scripture that we read, you know, a million and one times, and then again, we're reading it for the, the million and, and two times. Um, it says something completely different to us in that moment. Right. Yes. And so that's, there's so much power. There's, I mean, that is, that is the power. That right? is the power. <laughs> there's so much Spirit power. Spirit and the word. Come on. It's a it's explosive. Yes, yes. And that's and that's where the alignment comes mm -hmm, in. And mm -hmm. so, you know, here if there's any believer, any Christian that is like there are certain things in my life that don't align with the promises mm -hmm. that a good father would have for me, a lot of times you have to check, well, where's your alignment? Wow. You know, and I just got um, a picture of like a, a, a father and son or mom and daughter or whatever combination you want to go there and you're kind of walking. And I think maybe this is coming because, you know, we're new foster parents. And so having a little, and I haven't had to hold hands, you know, for quite some time, um, to walk down a sidewalk, to walk across a parking lot to whatever. Right. But it comes, um, second nature. It almost comes like you, I, I don't have to think about getting out of the car, even though I haven't had a little for quite some time. I, haven't, I don't have to think about getting out of the car and grabbing your hand to walk across the parking lot or walk down the sidewalk. It comes naturally. Like with the Lord, like when we're walking hand in hand with him, I mean, obviously that's natural for him <laughs> to guide his children, you know. Um, but us, like we, we choose to hold his hand. We choose to grip his hand and walk with him and be in alignment with him. Yes. And then we also can choose to let go of his hand. Yes. And I know that like with my little, whenever she lets go or she's fighting against like holding my hand to walk, she gets out of alignment. She gets off course. She goes into the, danger, into danger, mm -hmm. the wrong path, uh, you know, a, a, a faces more obstacle than necessary, like mm -hmm. all the things. And as you're talking about that, like, that's what I picture of like, I'm going to choose to hold his hand just like she can choose to hold my hand, you know, that's gorgeous. That's um, a beautiful analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's all the Lord. Cause you know, I'm not yeah, that good. No, you know, I'm not that good. <laughs> 
So tell us, rewind just a little bit. Tell us about the Haggai Project and um, how it was birthed and, I mean, ultimately what it means to you, but then what it is, you know, so. So the Haggai Project, the whole focus is building individuals as houses of prayer. Mm-hmm. The The last, I would say, big prayer movement has been the 24-7 um, houses of prayer, which are powerful, which I believe should should never end, but continue mm-hmm. and grow and flourish and and spread. But I believe the Lord is calling His bride yeah. to become individually houses of prayer. When when the Lord comes back, His bride will be a house of prayer. But it's not because oh, when they communally come together, they 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 can then pray together. Sudden, yes. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's going to be because each individual is a powerhouse of themselves. They carry the presence of God. They carry the word of God. They know how to stand in prayer. They know how to, you know, what to say and declare in situations. They know their authority. Mm -hmm. And, and that comes from praying the word. And so that's why the Haggai project, as we build people as houses of prayer, the focus is on praying the word. And it also, I mean, it opens it up. Look today, you don't really have to join the Haggai Project, you can just start praying the word. Right. Okay. That's what I, you know, <laughs> open up your please scripture. just open up your scripture and start praying it. And I, I'm sure at some point I'll give a little demonstration of, of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Now the situation is what the Lord has walked me through is many times people cannot even start building themselves as houses of prayer because their soul issues. Mm-hmm. Many times people can't even start building themselves as a house of prayer because they need some strategies because we're in war. When you pray, you know, I know sometimes people have this perspective of, oh, prayer, it's just this beautiful, <laughs> you know, oh, and we're really like talking at the wall, you know, and there's, there's nothing happening, but actually, you know, in prayer, there's movement in yes. the spirit realm. Yes. You know, you, you were, you were engaging whether it's a spiritual history of yourself or your family or a city or a nation or the world or, you know, whatever you are engaging the spiritual realm with prayer and many people, they may enter into that, but they still don't know how to war. (laughs) They don't know how to deal or they don't have certain, um, I would say tools and strategies that they need to have in their pocket in order to um, withstand what might come their way Mm -hmm. as they engage and start, you know, basically bringing the kingdom of God in a place where there was no kingdom. Yeah. I mean, and, and when you think of it, Yes, prayer is conversation with the Lord, but many times we're engaging in prayer because all of a sudden we see something that's not right. Right. And that's right. not in alignment with God. So thus, it means the kingdom of God is not manifest there. And so what are you doing in prayer? You're taking authority. Yes. You're bringing the kingdom of God in that area. Yeah. And if you kind of do it, you know, praise the Lord, you know, God always protects us, but you know, there's a way to do it where there's just a little bit more protection for yourself. So you don't like learn the hard way. You know, someone can learn how to ski, you know, and teach themselves and get all bruised up, banged up, you know, and hurt, or they can go to a coach right? and yeah, just tell me the techniques Mm -hmm. and they're quicker. They get in their placement. They can excel a lot more and they get exposed themselves to a lot less danger, a lot less distraction, you know, just a, 
they can be in a, in a lot more goodness, right. you know, than um, hitting the phrase. So, you know, with the Hire Project, what we do, it's, it's seven weeks, this online program. And the first one, we do a Bible study in Haggai. That's where the name came from, uh-huh. the book of Haggai. <laughs> because it's also really awesome because God is always a rewarder. Mm. And he never sets something before us like, you need to become a house of prayer and it's going to be all <laughs> drudgery. You know, it's just going to be so hard and you're going to have to labor and you're yeah. going to dread it. No, yeah. he's like, become a house of prayer. And in, in the, in the book of Haggai, it's basically start, start building yourself as a house of prayer for at minimum three months mm. and you enter into thriving. Now that's mm. a Bible study where you go through the word and you find where and how the word is literally saying, pr- basically pray the word for over three months, start building yourself as a house of prayer. You're not a house, you're, you're not a full house of prayer, yeah. you know? And, and I, I would actually pause it to say that in the building, you can continue to build and build and build and build and build and then just transition into heaven. Like mm. the, 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 the structure in the spirit that we are able to build ourselves into by praying the word of God is limitless. Wow. So it's not ever something, oh, bam, I'm done. Right, you know, I've arrived. Yeah, yeah, I've arrived. No, no, no. You, th- It's continuing and, and there's more beauty and it, it's just amazing. But the promise, though, is not, oh, get to some level yeah. and now you're going to get this promise. It is just do it consistently for over three months. Continue to build yourself. And the Lord says... Um, that you will enter into thriving. So do you, in, through the Haggai Project in the seven-week um, study, is that something that you walk through with, like, getting getting to that, kind of like you were doing the illustration with the, the instructor of the, the ski instructor. Is that what you do is you kind of help walk through, or is that just walking through the book of Haggai? And the then first week. So the, the first week. week's the book of Haggai. Okay. The, the second week is a prayer mentality and prayer strategy. Mm-hmm. The third week is another prayer mentality and prayer strategy that just every believer needs to have this. Just these, fundamentally. They fundamentally. Like for me, when someone gets saved, I'm like, I almost want to just, you need these two prayer strategies. Yeah. You need these two prayer mentalities. Boom. Okay, now go, you know, type thing. But then the fourth through the seventh week, we go through um, a book that I wrote, which is called Whisper Your Secrets. Mm. And basically what it does is it handles all the soul issues. Mm. You know, we we deal with identity. We deal with, uh, you know, areas. Basically, you know, it's time for breakthrough right but what what are those areas that everyone's normally needing breakthrough in it's the same demonic strategy that satan uses to get people (laughs) wow so if Mm. if if you know the game yeah then you know how to win every time and help others win yeah you know when the enemy comes so we deal with that then we also deal with walking in the spirit because at least I, when I got saved, I knew like what I wasn't supposed to do. I just didn't know what I was supposed <laughs> just like to do. Just kind of like this book of rules and, okay, don't do this, don't do this, yeah. don't do this. But no one ever says like what you're supposed to. Yeah, like what are you supposed <laughs> to do? Like what does walking in the spirit look like? Mm-hmm. Like how do you live that out? And so, so you know, so, so, we, so we work through those things. Mm-hmm. And then we end just, you know, on the high note of what we can rely on, mm-hmm. which is God. Yes. I'll give you the sneak preview. It's God. Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You know, 
you know, but, but what it does is it prepares a soul and then everyone launches into praying a hundred days. Oh, wow. And the, for everyone who goes through the online program, cause there's videos and there's a workbook. And then I, I meet weekly, um, with everyone. We all meet as a group on a zoom call. So there's a lot of bonding Yeah. and it's fun. Cause we've, we've had, um, people from five nations Wow. and you know, 10 different States. So people yeah. are forming friendships with people all over the world, you know, and all over the United cool. States. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, we all enter into these 100 days of prayer Mm -hmm. and the testimonies are incredible of, you know, what people are saying, this is what the Lord did. You know, I did pray for 100 days and you know, there's a way that we track it through the system. And then all of a sudden they're like, this happened and this happened and this happened, this happened. And honestly, this is where I was able to read Haggai Mm. and recognize what the Lord was saying Mm. because I lived through it before the Lord opened up the book. Mm. So going back to the testimony in 2016, you know, I had my first child. Mm. I, uh, the Lord told me to write a book and it ended up being whisper your secrets. And then he said, 2017, January 1st, start praying for 100 days, you know, live on social media. And, you know, I'm like, live. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> like, right. what is that? You right. know? And so, um, but I began that journey. And so every day, you know, I would interact with the Lord and he would give me a scripture and then I'd pray live. And so I did that for a hundred days straight and I'd pray the word. I would pray that scripture on the 90th day. My husband was called into his boss's office and, um, was told by his boss, we're transferring you to Pennsylvania. And, you know, they're the ones who bought the the ticket, you know, for my husband. And right. it ended up the hundredth day. I said my last prayer in the airport and we were off to Pennsylvania. So I, I had those, That's just, incredible. I just had hid those numbers in my heart. I was like, mm-hmm. huh, this is interesting. I mean, it ended like the day, the hundred days ended. We're like on a plane. It's a whole new life. You yeah, know, hmm, yeah. that's interesting. You know, Lord, then all of a sudden in, in Pennsylvania, we would start getting double of things. An example is we bought a king size bed and they accidentally sent us another king size bed. And then when we told them, you know, can we return it? They're like, no, it costs too much. You just keep it. Like, so we would get these crazy, like uh-huh. double blessings. And then, you know, I was accepted onto, I was nominated. Someone just saw the prayers and said, you need to be on this committee. So I was nominated to America's national prayer committee. And I was in DC so I could go to these high five, you because, know, because, because, moved, because, because, uh, because we removed positions. Yeah. I got published in two magazines. You know, there's just this, ongoing um, cycle of like blessings and and thriving and I was like hmm this is really interesting well in 2018 I was asked to go speak at a a conference in Alabama and when I did the Lord opened up the book of Haggai I was um, I was reading it with a, a mentee of mine and and I just was floored I just, I was like, oh my gosh, there's a time and date stamp on this thing. And I realized in the book of Haggai, the, the first day of the sixth month, the word of Haggai came forth and that was you lack, basically you lack in this area of your life. You lack in this area of life. You lack in this area of life. And you know why? 
And it was because they had the slab. They built the slab of the temple. Yeah. You know, so these were the Israelites. They had been in captivity for 70 right. years, right? At this point, when Haggai comes on the scene, 18 years in the promised land. 18. Right. That's a long time, right? Yeah, for sure. They built the wall, but they had only built the slab and the altar of sacrifice for the Meanwhile, temple. Meanwhile, they're building their beautiful homes. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cultivating their fields, doing all their thing, but right. the Lord would not bless it. He's like, you've forgotten me. You for, you've forgotten, and you need to rebuild the, you know, the temple. You need to yes. build the temple. Yes. Well... Post Christ, when you look at that, I mean, gosh, a lot of people have the foundation of the word and they have Jesus Christ as the savior, right? So they have the altar. Mm -hmm. Jesus is, you know, is their lamb Mm. and they have this foundation of the word, but yet they have not built themselves as houses of prayer. And where that comes from is that, you know, after we get saved, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us. We are the temple. I think a lot of people have, you know, accidentally misconstrued the the thought of the temple being a church post Christ right. where really we are the temple. Right. And Jesus said the temple shall be a house of prayer. Mm. We are supposed to be houses of prayer. Mm-hmm. We are the temple of God. Where we go, it is thy kingdom come. Yes. We are bringing the presence we of God bring everywhere it. that we go. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so with that understanding, yeah. you know, we are not just to be a slab yeah. <laughs> and to be have an altar. We are to be a temple of God. Yeah. We are to build ourselves and and to become this well, we already are a temple of God, but to become this house of prayer that we are that the temple is called to be, God. right? Yeah. We must pray the word. Yeah. And a lot of people will say, well, why can't I just pray, you know, this way or that way right. or whatever? Why is it, why is the emphasis on the word? We're we're when you're building something, you want the best materials, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the word of God is eternal. It's not going to, the word will not pass away. Mm -hmm. If you build on the word of God, then you're building yourself with the most solid eternal material Mm -hmm. that then you transition into the, our eternal life Mm. as that house. I mean, this is like the contrast of, of what you were kind of talking about before about, do you build your house with straw or do you build it with concrete or mason block or, you know, like or what steel it, or, or steel, yeah. whatever, you know, something that, that withstands the storm, so to speak. And so yeah. it's, it, it's exactly that. And, and so that's why when you think about, you know, the promise of the Lord is okay. After three months of starting to build yourself as a house of prayer, which is praying the word, mm. you know, you will thrive. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. In life, there's tons of storms, you know, there's, 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 I mean, I know what I explained was a lot of the blessing part, but mm-hmm. oh my gosh, there was a ton of things that happened in Pennsylvania that were heart-wrenching, that was darkness being exposed in people's lives that were dear and near to me. You know, there was a lot of tough scenarios, sure, sure. but you know what? I thrived through every one of them. Yeah. I may have shed like, I said, you know, Lord, uh, sometimes I do this with the Lord. Lord, I'm just going to... this. This moment, I just need to, you know, shed some tears right now. And this is going to be just, just my moment of weeping before you and then boom, get up and move, you know? Yeah. And, and I was able to thrive through mm. not only the great things and the blessings and the just, you know, 
you're like, wow, Lord. But also to be able to say, wow, God, even of how I was able to make it through where a lot of people would have fallen, but because I had begun to start building myself as a house of prayer, I did not fall, but I stood and I thrived. You know, there's a difference when someone goes through something and they barely make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a difference between, you know, someone who's not even prepared and they just fall flat out, yeah. you know, even before getting to the starting line. Mm-hmm. But there is something about having the strength, no matter what weight is on you, no matter what is going on, mm-hmm. to not only pass, you know, the, the starting line, but go and surpass that finishing line and to do it and you still have breath. Wow. Yeah. And so that is that is that is the incredible promise that God has as we align ourselves mm-hmm. with him, we align ourselves with the word of God mm-hmm. and we allow mm-hmm. the Lord to begin to bring thriving to every aspect of our lives. It's interesting when you were describing that, you know, I think that like when we have okay, I'm not a runner. <laughs> never never have been. I got I did a 5k one time. Um but you know, like on your mark get set go, right? On your mark Right. So there's a mark that you start at. Right. And so there's a place to start just like with this. There's a place to start. And in the race, there's a place to start. But I also like imagined you like on the mark gets set. you go, you have your baton in hand and each one of us individually as houses of prayer, like it's not that you ever stop being a house of prayer, but you're passing the baton at different times in your life, right? So that you go back, you get reconditioned, you start on your market set, and then you're, again, you know, you're passing, or you're waiting for them to come back around the track and you grab the baton again. Like, it's all of us working yeah, together. Yeah, depending. It's like that can be that relay race, yeah, you know, yeah. like you're describing. I mean, there's so many different uh, scenarios, but in the end, it's like a, it's like a spiral where mm. you're constantly you know, moving up yeah. in the thriving. So, you know, when you circle back maybe with that one relationship, okay, it got repaired. Right. But then when the Lord has you circle back, Ooh, it actually blooms and blossoms and there's yeah. a lot of fruit from it. You know, yeah. like there's just this, well, I mean the, the beauty of, I guess, whatever was in the garden of Eden, you yeah. know, yeah. The, 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 the absolute best that God would have yeah. before the fall you know, that is something for us to be able to walk in. Yeah. So that's beautiful. Man, you know, whenever you talk about us all being, um, being a temple, right? Uh, so we were just spending some time. It's interesting, the timing of all of this, but you know, but God, um, so we were just talking about Acts 2 and, and Pentecost. And so one thing that I read that I had not read that way before was the fire falling, like different than falling on the temple where it, like the fire fell on the temple. Of, um, what is this? Solomon or um, anyway, I'm probably jacking up the stories because that's what I do. But this was the fire falling and on each individual person. Yes. Right. And yes. I never had really read it that way before. Mm-hmm. Um and we were we were actually talking about it in community group and how and I thought man isn't it interesting that I'm going to be talking with Natasha later about each of us being a house of prayer but this is where the church was birthed yes. you know yeah. and we were even at that moment when the fire fell like that was the beginning you know that's beautiful i never even thought about that but i think that brings even, you know, more biblical basis Mm. to the fact that, yes, the fire came, 
you know, the fire. The, I mean, I, I know the Lord led the Israelites by, you know, fought, cloud of fire by right. night, the cloud by day. Right. You know, there was a leading, but now that fire is within us that yeah. leads us. Yeah, yeah. You know, Come and on. so, you know, mm-hmm. oh, it, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, um, and honestly, I wouldn't have been able to see this in the book of Haggai if I had not lived it out for a year and a half mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before it occurred. And that's why I think others have not ever seen this, yeah, yeah. you know, before that the book of Haggai, there's actually a promise. Yeah. God has a promise for his people. He mm-hmm. does not just call us to be houses of prayer, but he says, look, there's a, there's a reward in becoming yeah. a house of prayer yeah. that goes, that goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So not only do we have this really fresh, raw, amazing relationship that with the Lord that just c- continually grows and blooms, but you know, simultaneously there's also um reward in our life yeah. where we see the hand of God and how he be- just begins to bless yeah. us and everything. And and I would say, you know, the word of God that is preached it never goes void, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have different promises of the Lord that they're living out due to faith, due to prayer, due to, due to these, these, um, you know, spiritual truths that they, they will manifest. But for me, what I really believe the Lord has shown me is that you can have all that, but you still will not fully ever thrive in every area of life until a person becomes a house of prayer, mm. you know, where we pray the word daily. So tell show, tell the listeners like practically what that looks like from, you know, being a house of prayer, praying the word. What does that, what does that look like? What does that mean? You open up your book and you go to a certain, um, a certain scripture. Like what is that? Well, you know, when I was in graduate school, I had this scripture, um, Isaiah 41, 10. Mm-hmm. And um, because it was very, it was a, you know, in a way it was um, high anxiety, a lot of things that needed to be done and do, and they always gave you more than what you could handle. Uh So, you know, um, sometimes, you know, anxiety would creep up, but I had Isaiah 4110 and Mm -hmm. it says, do not fear. I'm with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you in my righteous right hand. So there's one thing when you to, you know, in your mind, acknowledge that. Okay. I know. Sure. It's almost like what the word says. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's a thing, well, maybe, yeah, in my heart, like I, I, you know, you can visual, oh, my heart just hugs that scripture and I, and I understand, you know, that scripture, but then there's a thing to pray it mm. and the praying, I believe always first integrates repentance, mm. you know, cause it says, you know, do not fear. I am with you. Mm. Lord, I apologize. I am in fear. I had no idea. I, I fell into fear and you tell me not to fear. I repent right now. Mm. I break up all agreement with Mm. fear. Fear will have only the fear of you, Lord. Mm. Otherwise I'm not going to be a fear of man. I'm not going to be a fear of assignment. Nothing. I reject fear right now in the name of Jesus. And that says, fear not. I am with you. God, of course you're with me. (laughs) Yeah. I have the all-powerful, almighty God, not only with me, but in me. Mm-hmm. Lord, 
I appreciate you so much. I, Lord God, link with you right now. You know what? Out of the whole verse, I'd just do that first line and bam, I was done and ready to do work, yeah. right? Because it, it, it was gone, but that's praying it, right? Yeah. You're yeah. taking the, tr- the truth of the word, but then you are integrating it, you're declaring it, and you're doing what needs to happen, which is rejecting all that is not of God, yeah. which he is saying fear is not of him. Right. So you have to reject it. Yeah. You yeah. know, and those who don't, will will be overcome with fear Mm. right Mm -hmm. but you reject it because that's fear is not of him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you recognize oh my gosh god you're with me Mm. you know and again the lord says do not be dismayed because then you can even be dismayed oh god I got into fear. I can't, oh my God. You know, like you get, can get in a cycle yes. of like, I can't even and believe that I did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, no, do not be dismayed. And you're like, Lord, I reject that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, he is my God. Yes. I have a God and it's not some statue, mm-hmm. you know, it is not a make believe imp. It is the all-powerful, mighty, living God, he gave me this word. He's telling me not to fear. God, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and honestly, like, I would never even finish that verse when I feel the onsets of that stuff. You know, but mm-hmm. that's praying the word. And that's also um, seeing the, um, the, the, the immediate results of it. You right. know, sometimes in prayer... You know, we'll see the immediate results. Sometimes we don't see the immediate. Mm. There's some things that have to be contended for yeah. for a while yeah. to see. But then there's some things that, you know, we we can praise the Lord immediately see. Um, you know, if anyone's struggling with lust, you know, lust can be a huge thing. Whether you're in marriage or out of marriage, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, single or married, um, you know, that's something to to take authority over, you know, um, I know pornography is huge issue, you know, within the church, you know, forget the world it's in the church, you know, but that's a person saying, you know, whatever scripture you want to pull for that, whether it is Lord, you know, my eyes have lusted upon a woman and it's almost as adultery. Yes. You haven't committed the physical act, but it's as if you did because with your eyes, which is a gateway into your heart, (laughs) you just had, you know, sexual relations with somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you have to take authority over that. Mm -hmm. You know, you say no in the name of Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, I reject lust. I reject every demonic spirit that would ever come upon me or that I've made agreement with. Lord, I want my eyes to be pure. Lord, I want to gaze upon women and not have a perverted thought. You know, mm-hmm. you, you start dialoguing with God. You start speaking and declaring what's true according to his word mm-hmm. and what's true, what should be happening in your heart. Right. That's how you pray the word. That's where the power is. Now, you may have to pray this a couple times. Sure. You know, but, you know, that, and that's where the certain prayer mentalities, prayer strategies, you know, come in. I think that it's, it's interesting because, like, as you were saying that, I think of, okay, I've prayed with lots of people that it's like, it's the repentance. It's the, the 
like, I'm sorry, forgive me, Lord. I, you know, this is not the desire of my heart, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're almost like, okay, praying that I'm sorry. And then asking for the next thing. So then you've got your, you know, you've got your checklist of things that you want to ask for. So a lot of people, they'll start off with, and we're, so don't hear us say that like, Hey, if you're not praying this way, then you're praying wrong. Mm -hmm. It's the, if you're in dialogue with the Lord, that's prayer. Yes, (laughs) exactly. This is just a whole new level of like, okay, like you said, thriving. But so I think that a lot of times people will get into like, okay, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for this. Okay. I'm going to pray for aunt Sally, Johnny, whatever, whatever. Oh, by the way, I want this house. Oh, by the way, like pray for this health, you know, whatever in Jesus name. Amen. And then, then it's, then, then it's done. And it's not that that's not good and it's not that he's not hearing those prayers but there's no authority associated Mm -hmm. with that and with us being houses of prayer like that's what I Mm -hmm. see and feel even when you're speaking even whenever you're you Natasha Miller Mm -hmm. are walking through and and saying Isaiah 41 10 just the first two lines of that Mm -hmm. there is this authority that you are speaking Mm -hmm. with you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and so that for me and listening, because this is all new to me too, guys. Like we've never had this conversation, (laughs) you know? So like for me, that's where I'm like, okay. And there's been so much wrapped around authority lately for, for me. And what I mean lately is, I don't know, the past year, you know, Mm -hmm. just spending a lot of time with the authority that we have, we have this authority. He gave us this authority, you know? And so, um, and obviously we don't have authority over God. I'm not saying that in the prayer, you know, okay. But you're praying in the spirit, Mm -hmm. which is the authority um, Mm -hmm. of God. So anyway, and even to, to view prayer as a, like a creative force, when you're Mm -hmm. using the word of God, there is a, you know, just like, the Lord spoke the word into exist yeah. world into existence, yeah. right? There is an authority. There is an authority that we can can use a creative force, mm-hmm. you know, that happens as we pray the word. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Girl, so much power. Like, so much power. I'm so excited to see, like, um, I want you to share how people can get in touch with you because we're, we're getting out of time. And I know that you've definitely stirred some things in people because that's what the Lord uses you for. Um, <laughs> amongst a lot of other things, but I want you to share how people can get in touch with you. And, um, and I'll certainly put that in the show notes and, and I'm interested to know, and I'll probably talk to you a little bit more off, but I know this is a, 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 a personal project, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested to know if anybody has ever done, done it as a group in that, like, okay, well, we all watch the videos together or we, you know, um, pray certain prayers together or what, I mean, obviously I don't know what, we look at the workbook together or what have you, if anybody's done that. And if that's something that, you know, if if people that are listening like, man, this would be great for our community group, or this would be great for X, Y, Z, you and you insert here. Oh yeah. I mean the, the, we have several different, you know, visions of, Mm -hmm. of where this could go. Um, Right now, it has only been individuals that mm-hmm. sign up and Zoom, but we have been talking with even churches or leadership teams that want to take their leadership yes. team through it first before they introduce it to their members. Sure, sure. You know, community groups, I think that's great. I mean, basically, we want, or the goal is to build one million believers as houses of prayer. Mm-hmm. So, however, God wants to do that. Yeah. 
we're down. Yeah, yeah, we're open. We're definitely we're, not putting God we, in a box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, I, I'm definitely open. It's, it's, it really just depends on the people because they're going to have to have disciplined perseverance in this. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a lifestyle, you mm-hmm. know? But it's mm-hmm. not like... It's fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not like this burden. You don't really have to think about it. Oh, it's like this thing that I have to check off my list every day. You know, let it be a thing where it's like fresh and real. Yes. And you just want to dive into that special time. And because, you know, you're with the Lord. But then you also, you know, as I was talking about the creative force of when you're taking prayer, you know, that when you're, when you're declaring and speaking the word of God and that the creative force is being released, like I feel it. I Mm -hmm. feel when it is being released Mm -hmm. and being stirred. And yes, as you, you know, uh, put things into the spiritual realm, you know, at times you may not see initially the manifestation, but that's where you have disciplined perseverance and you continue to do because you know the target, you know God's promise. You mm-hmm. know that you know the kingdom of God is peace, joy, and righteousness. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see in a particular situation that you've been assigned to bring that to, mm-hmm. you know, then you know, like, well, you don't stop until it's done. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and you're not what I, what I what I love about the walk with the Lord is that. We don't have to walk blindly mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. at all. We can know who he is. We can know what his word says. And then between that point where we engage him and that point where we see it, that's where the trust is. Yeah. A lot of people say sometimes, oh, it's blind faith. But I would say, no, your eyes are wide open that you are, you're serving a faithful God. Mm-hmm. You're serving a God you know, who will not lie. You're serving a guy who, God, who wants whatever you want, especially when it's, al- when it's aligned with his will more than you do. <laughs> right. Right. He yeah. wants it more, Yeah, you know, yeah. but he is willing. And this is where it just so beautiful to co-labor with us. Mm. But what we have to do is release trust mm-hmm. and then walk it out mm. and then execute for him. Right. And so, um, yeah, so that's, that's just kind of... That's awesome. That reminds me of the holding the hand, walking down the sidewalk. I'm like, I can see everything around me. You know, she can see everything around her. Yes. But it's a it's a trust. So, I yeah, that's beautiful. Okay, so tell us your website. Tell yes. us how to... So, www.thehaggaiproject.live. We have um, a class starting in June. And then we'll have a, another online class starting in August. So it's seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we do the Zoom calls um, every Sunday at, at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. So far, that's when it's been. That's been the time where everybody can get on the Zoom call. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's powerful. And then we all leap into the 100 days of prayer. So we're recording this in April of 2021. So... <laughs> Depending upon when you're listening to this, that'll be June of 2021. Just look at the website and you'll see the up and coming one. There's a registration for that. And if someone wants to bring this to their community group or to their church leadership or, or, you know, they, they have a ministry and they want to bring it to their people. Yes, definitely. There's um, so many different modes and ways that Mm -hmm. it can be done. Mm -hmm. It's just what you need 
and yeah. how can we meet your needs? If someone wants to message you, can they message you through social media or is there a place to message you on your website? On the website. Okay. So okay. It, the live. Okay. And yes, there's a contact form there and so that's amazing. It's all good. Girl, <laughs> I am so in love. Like I I love you. I don't even know you really, but I love you. <laughs> and I'm excited. Um I use the word excited way too much, but I truly do mean it like with every ounce of who I am. There's a there's an excitement, there's a thrill that boils up within me like just being around you. So, um I really I truly when I say I'm excited, I truly am excited. Because I know, like you said, it's limitless. And, um, you know, there's so much power in collaboration. And each individual house of prayer, each individual temple, <laughs> mm-hmm. when we do come together, oh, I mean, my gosh. It's going to be a whole, it's a whole different scenario. Yeah. Whole it's different like, story. I imagine like all these little matches, like all over the world, right? And then you bring these matches all together and like you've got this huge bonfire. Yes. <laughs> Yes. You know what I mean? So yes. thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's yes. been an absolute joy. You're I'm, amazing. I'm excited to what the Lord's going to do. Come on. Come on. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening today. And just know that until next time, you are so very, very loved.